Bienvenidos y welcome a todos to the new installment of Siéntate y Hablemos. Um, I'm your gracious host, Nico Gaspar, and today I have... Valentina Chavarria. And today is just the two of us. Just the two of us. Hey. We can do it if... Yeah, it's just the two of us. Uh, we had our magnificent researcher, Fernanda, uh, do... Uh, all the research behind the scenes for us yeah. uh and she decided that she didn't want to come and talk in the podcast but we really really appreciate all her work um and all the love that she put into this project so mm -hmm. yeah be, i mean before we get into this topic we're at today the topic is um trans rights in brazil right transgender yeah. rights in brazil um and just to, before we get into it um we want to give a little disclaimer have a trigger warning um and yeah this is also my last podcast so yeah sad days sad days sad days but um, happy days too because that means your boy is graduating man i'm losing my host <laughs> my co-host i'm losing my co-host so at the same time too so yeah um <laughs> <laughs> it's a nostalgic one today yeah mm. i want to thank everybody for starting you know everybody who started the podcast in the beginning and all that um For those who don't know, Nico was actually the founder of this podcast. He came up with the idea and we just ran through it with him. So you can thank him for this. Um, Or not thank me for this. Like, if it's terrible, you just don't I like the podcast. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I just want to thank everybody who's done a ton of work with the podcast, who's done, you know, I couldn't have been able to do this podcast by myself at all. Um, I want to thank Valentina, especially for this year, being able to adapt, work with me and really set out this plan to make a, a quality podcast for, for, for everybody. So I really appreciate everybody that has been involved throughout these two years of, of recording. Two years. Yeah. Yeah. I want to thank you. If like if you hadn't started this, none of this would have been possible. And we've both learned so much throughout the way absolutely um we learn every single time we make a podcast every i time. just learned how to work part of this so getting ready to do this without my co-host but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah thank you so much for this fantastic space yeah absolutely and yeah that's what and that's what we wanted to do was just open up a conversation and have a place for um open dialect to, to to happen and to talk about you know fun topics but also talk about hard topics and, and be able to um bring representation and awareness to um issues that are happening in latino america and um i'm really thankful for today's podcast episode um in brazil and we're this is the first time we ever talked about brazil mm -hmm. so um yeah let's get into it yeah i do want to have a little disclaimer uh neither of us are from brazil our nope. great researcher um is from brazil and she has uh given us a lot of information um we also want to say we are not um belonging to the trans community but we do love all of our trans listeners and friends um and we hope that this is an interesting topic and a place to learn for everybody yeah. um, and just take care of yourselves and be careful because uh, this information can also be a little triggering for some people absolutely absolutely with that being said let's get it going let's get it on let's get into it what 
let's let so so to start this you know whole egg to crack you know one i don't think trans right transgender rights in um in brazil have ever been a one a big priority or a big thing in brazil especially um talking to fernanda talking about a lot of the the homophobia a lot of um um, the issues that are happening, you know, culturally in Brazil when it comes to transgender rights. So um, we can kind of crack this egg open at the beginning with the history um, and be able to understand kind of the past so we can understand where we're at now. Right. Yeah. So um, the history of trans people in Brazil, um, as far as we've seen, has started in uh, 1962 and this is all we're talking about policy and rights and um, things like that um, it started with a thing called Tudo Okay I'm sorry if I'm butchering this I don't know um, Portuguese but um, <laughs> um, and it was the first registered LGBTQIA institution in uh, Brazil um, and yeah, it was founded in 1962, and then yeah, and then 1971 was the first genital sex change surgery um, was performed on a trans woman in Brazil, which is truly a historical turning point yeah. for the country, I believe. Absolutely. Um, but that's also ten years after the first registered LGBTQIA institution in Brazil was opened. Right. So I mean, it's nine years, but. 10 years um, it's a slow process for sure absolutely right and so 20 uh sorry 2004 uh january 29th uh was established the national trans uh, visibility day so uh as we can see it it's slowly progressing it's slowly progressing yeah. it's it takes a little bit but um things are getting better by this time um, so, yeah, in 2009, the National Network of Trans People of Brazil was established. Um, and what this was was a national institution that represented transvestite and transsexual people in um, the country. Um, and, yeah, that was a pretty big leap forward five years after um, uh, the National Trans Visibility Day was established. Yeah, and then 2017, we have um, Tiffany Abreu. I'm sorry if I'm completely butchering this name. Uh, but um, she becomes the first Brazilian transsexual player to receive authorization from the International Volleyball Federation to play with the women's team, which is a huge, huge thing. And like, it's it's just a little frustrating that it only happened 2017. We're still, we're still fighting. We're still fighting yeah. out here. Yeah, no, absolutely. And then in 2020, uh, most recently, Erica Hilton becomes the first city um, councilwoman in Sao Paulo, um, um, being the highest voted woman uh, nationwide. Um, and I just think looking at all these dates and looking at, you know, a little bit of this history, like a very small kind of portion of it, you see um, the the growth, but also like the the change in how fast growth is happening. Right in the very beginning, we're taking ten, we're taking twenty, thirty years to get change happening. But now we're seeing you know a three year gap, a five year gap, you know smaller year gaps between um, you know different legislation getting passed, different supports getting passed, different um, you know yeah 
So I think that's that's super interesting too to just kind of look at how how that history is changing. Um you know for sure yeah and not only the history the rights are changing as well which is so so important in 2008 the unified health system um sus created um a thing called o proceso transexualizador this process uh guarantees uh comprehensive health care to trans people including uh reception and access uh, with respect to the uh, SUS services, including the user of uh, social name, access to hormone therapy, and access to sex reassignment surgery. So that's huge. This is huge. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, and um, like the fact that this happened just like right before the Red Trans, the national network of trans people in Brazil. Yeah, it's just like big steps are happening yeah big steps no absolutely and then in 2018 we're looking at the supreme court um authorized the trans people to change their name and their gender directly in the registry office without having to obtain the judicial um authorization and if i understand correctly before that you would have to go show up in front of a judge and the judge kind of gets to decide whether you can or cannot change your name or can or cannot change your gender. Right, it, which is ridiculous. Yeah, instead of just going through the registry. Yeah. Um, so going forward in 2019, the Supreme Court um, determined that discrimination by sexual orientation and gender identity would be considered crimes. Mm. Um, very important because even though you're able... Um, to come out as yourself and and become the person that you want to be um you could still be mistreated and you could still there there's still a lot going on with that so the criminalization of um discrimination is pretty important no absolutely it really is and 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 we continue to see um legislation getting passed and things getting um getting getting moved along in 2019 um, with the Federal Council of Medicine um, published new rules for gender transition treatments, expanding access to surgery and basic care for trans people, which is huge because then that also helps them with, you know, making sure that they get the medicine, they get the health needs, their health needs met. um, And they're getting that through the government rather than some private entity or something like that. So it's more standardized and more people can get it, hopefully. Um, but we're st- we see we do definitely see a little bit of legislation change, uh, rights being changed, um, culturally being a little changed. I think that's where we see a little bit less of changes in the culture. You know, right? Um, I don't know some of the cases that we were looking at um, in 2017. I guess Debra um, dos Santos um, was dragged from her home into a street and kicked punched and hit with shoes in a plank of wood like it's still very dangerous for transgender people in brazil especially with the presidency that we have now um that we see now in brazil um and this is it's a horrifying story i don't even know if i'm gonna continue to read that there's a yeah definitely taking steps back which is very alarming um and this is why we decided to talk about this today. Yeah. Uh, Fernanda brought this to our attention. Um, and yeah, it is a very important topic to be aware of and um, to push 
um for change on yeah. these types of things um because we cannot go silent like this i i don't believe these cases that we're talking about have gotten out of the country's news network um and um yeah it, it does need to be out there so we can yeah. like pressure government to do something better than they're doing Absolutely. right now because these so we we do have these two cases that 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 um have been highlighted that have happened in brazil that 2017 case was very public um that when it happened in brazil the video came out a lot of people mm -hmm. saw it and it I, I it hopefully sparked at least a conversation at least some change at least something so that some some sort of positive progress can happen because um we continue to see cases like this even even up until today yeah and it's terrible that this is what it takes to spark a conversation yeah, on the topic right. it shouldn't be this it shouldn't, it shouldn't yeah. get to this um and the other case that um we are talking about today is roberta silvia silva um on july 2021 um super recent a trans woman had uh 40 percent of her body burned on uh one arm amputated after a teenager set her on fire so like even the younger generation like this is not a generational thing it's just a general yeah cultural yeah, just thing. cultural yeah. uh she eventually passed due to complications sadly um and this has sparked a whole new um wave of conversations on the topic um so yes um yeah and i mean we got to look at like what what is it looking like culturally in brazil right now you know especially with the perceptions of gender with the perceptions of changing your gender especially from men going to women and women going to men like what right. what those differences are you know and talking to um in talking to fernanda um it is uh, it seems to be more dangerous to be a trans woman than a trans man, and we'll get a little bit into this in a, in a in a second. But um, um, this is also the case in the U.S. I believe, um, where trans women are more more risk um, due to a, a very toxic masculinity driven society that we yeah, live in absolutely i mean that's what i would say is like a lot of the gender perceptions at least what fernanda was telling us about and we see this a lot in the united states as well is like and really all over latino america is 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 the perceptions and the views of machismo mm -hmm. and that affects and and can can have a huge effect when a man goes from being a man to a woman especially just um, as a man, when you were told to be, you know, strong and be a man, be a man, be a man. And then now you're like, nah, I don't even want to be a man. Like, I just want, I want to be a different gender. Like that, that culturally in Latino America is like, especially in machismo culture is going against everything machismo culture stands for. And so when that system is trying to be upheld and has been upheld for so many decades, you know, people trying to break that system, it's going to come like, that has come with a ton of risk and a ton of danger and um we've seen cases of violence and um and 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 that's a lot that's a that's a really big and hard change to go through yeah and also talking about these gender roles from a young age 
um, girls in Brazil are taught to perform house chores in a much more significant way than boys are, and there are um, like there's a significant um, divide as to um, what things they have to perform. Uh, they have to stay at home sometimes and help their families, where boys are out there yeah. having fun. Yeah. Um, and I guess maybe that's also why some people see it as a threat that um, well, trans women, women, because those gender roles are being um, for them modeled and yeah yeah they lose they lose that yeah modeled and taught and 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 really ingrained into a kid from a young age you know what um what certain gender norms you have to fit in so that you can um consider yourself um a man or you can consider yourself a woman um and we and we see a lot of a lot of the things that Fernanda brought to our attention that are happening in Brazil. We see a lot of the same things happening in the United States where girls are usually thought to be more emotional and, and, and sensitive and have more of that 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 weaker side. And the men have to be, you know, seen as strong, strong courageous, brave, you know, adult, like you got to you got to take on the world sometimes. Mm. And like that that for both genders is so toxic yeah you know and sadly like this has also reached um native indigenous communities in in brazil and like in in the majority of the world as well um due to uh patriarchal uh practices and the effects of colonization um indigenous women are often discouraged to participate in society and they're placed then in a vulnerable situation um and subjected to discrimination and violation of their rights. And not only this, yeah. but a lot of indigenous communities have a very different, had or at least, or traditionally have a very different perception of gender than the westernized view that we have now. Um, even to the point of having a third, fourth, fifth gender. Yeah. Um, and it's like this beautiful spectrum that just got kind of, trampled over <laughs> by yeah. colonization um and trying to go back to those ways now is a process of relearning um relearning your your traditions and your history and your culture yeah so yeah and absolutely and in in now and today we see at least in Brazil, what we were talking about is 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 that a lot of the harassment and a lot of the abuse um, that transgender the transgender folks go through is is happening and originating in the home, um, and that then of course continues on, you know, and they experience bullying and harassment in schools, in public areas, and in in having to to always keep your guard up, you know, right, and also the increase of uh trans violence yeah. in the home during covid has <laughs> it's it's been so so much um cuz people can't really escape that anymore yeah um, yeah Absolutely. or during quarantine at least Cause yeah cuz you're like in the same house you're stuck together um and i mean brazil we've had this had its own complications when it comes to um 
COVID and quarantine and all that. Yeah. Um, and that comes down to the political climate. And when we look at the political climate when it comes to transgender folks, um, is that the current Brazilian constitution um, promulgated in 1988 and established Brazil was a secular state. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Which is really interesting. It's you know? very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's very interesting that it's a secular state. Because um, you would think that a secular state would be a little more welcoming, at yeah. least, to uh, trans people and queer people in general. Um, but that's not the case, is it? No, 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 absolutely not. Yeah, and so for those who don't know what a secular state is, a secular state guarantees religious freedom. Um, and does not adopt an official religion and does not manifest itself in religious matters unless it's directly involved in judicial questions. And so this is huge because historically religion has had a huge role in, um, you know, transgender rights issues and in, in, in trying to control it through the church and control it through religion. Um, and we're seeing here that Brazil doesn't have that control. And so they shouldn't have the church be an effect. Yeah, it shouldn't be the reason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, like, that's that's a current issue Fernando was tar- telling us about, uh, that Brazil has a, a parliamentary evangelical front consisting of prote- uh, Protestant ev- evangelical Pentecostal lawmakers in the government and legis- uh, legislature. Yeah. Um, and the members of the Evangelical Caucus tend to hold more conservative views and have actively held hearings and commissions in hopes of bearing any LGBTQ plus uh, rights and women rights yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, so, well, like, even if it is a secular state, there's there's parties yeah. within the secular state that are still working really hard to um impede the betterment of trans lives and queer yeah. lives and yeah. even women. Yeah. Um yeah. And we see and we see this especially with one of the members of this amb- uh evangelical caucus um Damaris uh, Alves um a Brazil human rights and women's minister, right? Yeah. And this is what she said. This is a quote. She wanted she started her inauguration um and that she stated that her inauguration meant a new era in Brazil in which girls wear pink and boys wear blue. My God. My God. (laughs) You're like the human rights and women's minister. Like (laughs) she's the one, the human rights minister, please. Yeah. This should not be happening. And so if that is the case for (laughs) human rights in trans, like, the trans lives I, I don't know it's just it's just it's this is ridiculous but she wait. has also declared yeah, that I'm brazil is living through a gay dictatorship quote unquote that is her words <laughs> uh that uh, and that there is quote unquote an ideological imposition in brazil those who do not accept it are persecuted so essentially she's saying um that whoever does not accept queer people gay people trans people will be persecuted which to me 
goes against what you were just saying. Yeah, like it seems like she is gonna persecute queer people. Yeah. It it's kind of the other way around, ma'am. I'm yeah. sorry to break it to you, yeah. but um, queer people are the ones persecuted by you. Yeah. I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> that's wild. The, yeah. the fact that she could said it was a gay dictatorship, that's, that's, that's just, just wild. That's just crazy. Wild. And you're the human rights b- person. Even more seeing as, like, the the current government of Brazil is everything but gay or queer. Yeah. It's actively working against yeah. LGBTQ plus rights. Yeah. So yeah. Absolutely. That's very telling of her. <laughs> and and when we look at, at some of the numbers that are coming out of Brazil when it comes to violence in in, in, in uh queer and transgender violence, Brazil is the country with the highest number of transgender people killed. Um and according to Transgender Europe, um in two thousand twenty one a report of seventy percent of all murders recorded worldwide happened in South and Central America, within thirty three percent happening in Brazil. So that's Terrifying. just show yeah, exactly. That's the st- in that those numbers right there, that's that's why we started this podcast. That's really why we why we wanted to open this conversation and talk about what's happening in Brazil because those numbers are staggering. That's like seventy percent of all murders recorded worldwide. Transgender murders happen worldwide, happen in South America, right? Yeah. And out of all of those, thirty-three percent of those are happening in Brazil. Brazil. So a third of those mur a third of those murders of seventy percent of those murders are happening in Brazil. That's crazy, yo. That's terrifying. And like, this is not to say that we shouldn't that if this wasn't happening, we wouldn't be talking about it. It's just. It it really needs to be talked about now. Yeah. Yeah. Now. It shows the immediacy of of what's going on in Brazil. Um and especially looking at some of these graphs that are that are coming out, it's um it's interesting because the year of twenty twenty when we had like the height of the pandemic and all that, the numbers went up from the year before. Like the numbers went up. So that means that they didn't even need to go outside to be pr- doing this violence. They, they didn't need this to, violence yeah. comes from home. Yeah, it didn't start. It, it it wasn't a pandemic thing. You know, like the pandemic did not start stop the violence. If anything, it made it worse. Right. Which, you know, in 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 reported in 2020, 175 trans people were murdered, all of whom were trans um, uh, were transvestites and trans women. This number is 43% higher than the average number of murders, which is 122.5 at the time, which is crazy. Like, it's, it's a pandemic. It's so much. Yeah. It's so much. And just it's just disheartening seeing all these numbers and seeing what little is being done to lower these numbers. And, like, yeah. I want you as a listener to understand each of these numbers these are not just statistics each of these are individual lives these are people we're talking about and these people have families these people can Mm -hmm. even have children they have siblings they have just imagine the magnitude of a single person's life in every single one of these numbers yeah it's terrifying what's going on absolutely so 
having gone through all of this, um, what can we do to help? Where can we go from here? Where can we go from here? Um, protect trans people as much as you can. Learn. Yeah. yeah. And understand what's going on in, 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 in understand what's going on in Brazil. Understand that political climate. Because right now, Brazil, I mean, Brazil is a huge nation, right? And, and it has a lot of power in South America. And the presidential, the political climate that's going on in Brazil, the corruption that has continued to plague Brazil, like, we see this, but we don't hear about it. We don't research about it. We don't learn about it. And so continue to learn about that and continue to research and, and understand what's going on in Brazil. And then understand that even though you're not in Brazil, you can still support transgender lives here. You know, you don't yeah. need to be in Brazil to, to support. You can do that in your own community, in your own area code, in your own zip code, because there, there's still a community there that is struggling, and there's a community there that, that you know, needs allyship in some sort of way, you know, right. and, and understand that you're also not the savior in this, though. You know? Right, yes. Come in in the, how can I help, not this is what I think you need for help. Right. You know, and understand and listen to other people's stories and take time out of your day um, to listen to a, uh, somebody else's struggle and to listen to somebody else's story, understand and and really try to put yourself into somebody else's shoe because that, that's how you grow and you start to understand the people that you live around and you understand the world that you live in because that's, that's vital, you yeah. know? Yeah, and as you learn as, and as you understand more and more, be sure to have conversations about it and to call people out when they're doing something wrong, when they're being transphobic. Um, reach out to um, nonprofits. Um, we're going to post resources after this uh, episode is aired so that you can uh, find easier ways to get uh, more information and get um, started in, in, in um, helping out um, with this issue. And for the trans people out there, our trans listeners, we love you so, so much. Absolutely. So, so much. And we hope that you can be safe. We're also posting um, resources for trans people to get help, mm -hmm. uh, for information, for, yeah, anything that you might need. Um, we're going to try to put as much information out there as possible mm -hmm. uh, to continue this conversation and to... Um, do our little part yeah in in all of this there's another little documentary y'all can watch it's called Bixa travesti travesti i think that's in i think it's in portuguese so i might it be butchering it as well um but you guys should definitely you know check it out take some time i'm a big movie watcher that's why i always give y'all documentaries to watch i love a good movie i will i learn a lot more like that um and so yeah just check it out take some time just like and it doesn't even have to be you need to read an article, you need to listen to a podcast. Just take the time to educate yourself in the best way that you know how to educate yourself. So if that's watching a video, watch a video. If that's reading, read. If that's listening to a podcast, listen to a podcast. But I think that it doesn't matter the way that you ingest it. It matters the way that you are are you're actually taking the time to 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 take in the information and learn and, and, and to take that experience in. Um, and we want to appreciate you guys that have made it this far, that have listened to the whole podcast um and and really you know being able to listen and talk about and hopefully continue this conversation outside of just listening to this you know
Yeah. And so that being said. With that. With that. My last time. Nika's last sign off. Um. Yeah, y'all have a good week. Y'all have a good, you know, rest of the semester. Have a good podcast, you Be know. Be safe. Take yeah. care of yourselves. Absolutely. Nico, you take care of yourself as well. No, absolutely. Your boy's going to be in the big the big apple. The big city. <laughs> so exciting. Yeah, Grown so up. We'll see how that goes. But y'all, be easy. Stay safe. Echale ganas. And we'll see you next semester. <laughs>